Hello and welcome to another episode, guys. Uh, I'm Jamie and with me is Simon. Hello. Not that I'm a guest or anything, but yes, hello. Hello. <laughs> um, and today we're going to be celebrating the 25th anniversary of Star Trek Voyager with Clive from some kind of Star Trek. He, he's, he is the guest, though. Not, not me. Yes, Clive is the guest. You, you the mean guest. We're, not, we're not talking about Galaxy Quest? All right, I'm not doing that. That's it, I'm not doing that. Guys, we'll have to stop now. That's fine. Yes, of course we are, yes. 25 years of Voyager. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Hello, Clive. <laughs> Evening. Yeah, good to see you guys again. It's been a, it's been uh, it's been too long, as it always is. Every time it we is, get to yeah, the podcast. I mean, yeah, it is. It is. I mean, we, literally, just before we started, we were just discussing that. I think the last time you came on was uh, for the DS9 anniversary, wasn't it? Yes. Yes. So, uh, yeah. Which was, was what two? Two years, years ago. Two, two years, years ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And obviously, you know, Starship Voyager, um, the caretaker, the premiere, <laughs> officially premiered on the 16th of January this year. It did. Um, We've also got also got a point out because I know someone was probably just about to bring up. No. We are. Oh, you know. Oh no. Well, I'm gonna. Oh, okay. You know what I was thinking. So we're we're on the same wavelength. We are. Um, this is a pre-recorded episode uh, back from uh, March of this year, as well. Just wanted to say as well. Um, so yeah, I think I think that intro was quite good, wasn't it? Uh, smooth. Absolutely. Hundred <laughs> percent. It's perfect. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got three minutes in, and we've already just gone completely off. Not even three minutes. Not even three, three minutes. minutes, in, but, no, three minutes <laughs> but yes, Voyager, yeah. twenty-five years. Yeah, amazing. I mean, it's yeah. I just can't quite believe it. You know, all these anniversaries oh. that have come up recently, whether it's next gen for um, you know animated series, DS Nine, now Voyager. It's it is just incredible. It's just been 25 years. I mean, where's the time gone? I mean, seriously. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, I you talk about 25 year anniversaries. I, I, I remember back in 1991 when we celebrated the 25th anniversary of the original series. Hmm. And I kind of thought, oh, I, I was 10, 11, you know, 11 around the time. Um, and, and suddenly here we are now celebrating not next gen, not Deep Space Nine, but Voyager. Yeah, you know the fourth series we're now celebrating twenty five years. Mm. Um, it's 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 quite hard to kind of comprehend how how far we have come, yeah. um, and where we are now. And the Trek is still on the TV twenty five yeah. years later. Mm. Yeah, and you know I think um, you know Voyager. Obviously, I can actually said I can remember when I first watched Caretaker. Yeah. Um, my I said my dad got me into Star Trek Voyager. And I remember just how how amazed I found the pilot. I think, I mean, to this day, I actually think it's one of the best Star Trek pilots, um, in my mind, at least. You know, um, you know, it had so much going on, there were so many interesting things that were going on in there. Um, you know, and I, you know, as you were saying, Clive, I think in a lot of ways, I think the series does still stand up today, as you said before we started. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, it's it's. It's interesting, you look back and you kind of think Next Gen and Voyager have great similarities between the two of them. Um, oh, in definitely. The, the, the Starship setting, the, the, the very, very much an ensemble cast. Um, you know, it's a new space, new Starship. It's all about the adventure and the excitement. But Voyager much uh, went much more onto an action-orientated pilot, very, very significantly more, I think, than any other um, Star Trek pilots that, to that point. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, massive, massive difference. But it's 
it's, it's, it's Voyager didn't really it's, it, it catered to the same audience almost as Next Generation always trying to replace that Next Generation mm. series that, that had lost at the time because Deep Space Nine was so different yeah um, and it's, yeah. it's it's interesting now you've got and, and I know this this will we'll probably get into this more as we go through but now we have Star Trek series which actually really have their own very very distinctive personalities where maybe back then they didn't have quite as distinctive a personalities as they do now you know DS Discovery is very different to Picard but Voyager and Next Gen and there was a kind of a that 90s era of Trek they were all very kind of kind of similar apart from the fact that you've got the, the Voyager tangent maybe more towards towards an action orientated side particularly for Caretaker mm. yeah and I think you know I think you know what the pilot kind of sets out is kind of I think I think kind of Voyager kind of well, at least that's the impression that I got from it yeah. Is it kind of wanted to be a blend of kind of next gen and Deep Space Nine? It was kind of, as you say, you've got that conflict with the Marquis and the pilot, and that, you know, what they kind of initially set up. So I think they were kind of, were probably, they were kind of going for maybe a bit of a blend between the, with the two. That makes sense? Yeah. Um, I mean, we, we actually did an episode, I seem to remember, where we talked about the Marquis yeah. conflict yeah. and the fact that yeah. Voyager has a lot of foibles i think uh i mean caretaker is as you say one of the one probably one of the stronger uh star trek pilots emissary for me is that is the better one it's a little bit more cerebral i, I prefer that kind of style of trek and and, and and that kind of pace um but voyager wanted to do something different and wanted to and took it away from the alpha quadrant and took it away from, from yeah the, i mean yeah i mean that's that's what really sets it apart one of the things that sets it apart from the other series as you say it's not in the alpha quadrant or or the gamma quadrant it's in the delta quadrant so you know obviously you've got them away from starfleet uh, and um you know they've got actually no help at all they're completely and utterly on their own and you know yeah. obviously delta quadrant species have no notion they've never heard of the federation before yeah so, absolutely absolutely you know, you know, and obviously, you know, they, you have these new species that come in, whether it's the, you know, the Vidians or the Kazon and, um, you know, um, the Undine and all that kind of stuff and the Herosian and, you know, loads of other species, new species that they they, um, they come up with. Yeah. I mean, do you, do you think then in that case that, that Voyager endures now 25 years later? And, you know, we've got we've got uh, DST coming out where, the, where they're going to be the Voyager cast to go and they're going to do all these photo shoots and that kind of stuff. And it's a big thing that, that Deep Space Nine is, is 25. Sorry, Voyager. <laughs> Voyager picked the right series. Two, right two years ago, Clive. <laughs> I have just stepped out of the... Uh, yeah. Um, that Voyager is 25. Do you think that, it, that, that, that the reason that it endures is because of the, the some of the... It was a more conceptual series, particularly when you got to sort of later series, that, and also because of the, the... I think, in some respects, some of the quality opponents and nemeses that we encounter do you what what do you think is the reason that it endured guys they went down a more emotional route with the production team um and like we say it's got a more more female-led crew Mm. i think part of the only thing i realized a few days ago is that it's kind of seen through the eyes of the doctor because for the first three or four yeah three seasons he's a student under Kess and then yeah, he becomes a teacher to Seven of Nine when she comes aboard so it's quite a nice thing that you get the kind of here here's how to interact with people um, Doctor and then yeah. 
seven nine. This is how you do it because this is how I've been learning how to do it from Kess, the woman that you've met for an episode. Yeah, I <laughs> I have my 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 issue with Voyager, and and they were talking about you know enduring that kind of thing is that, uh, and uh, for me the, the standouts are Janeway Doctor, so character wise as a main character as a main cast, and the rest of it is very vanilla. I find that, that I'm quite surprised that yeah. we're celebrating Voyager as much as we are now, that you look at the rest of Cast Balana, Tom, uh, Tuvok, um, Kim. Harry, Kim. <laughs> I forgot his name, who was that for? You know, th- <laughs> they're a very, you, exactly. You know, you, they're very, there's nothing, you, you look at the Deep Space Nine cast, you look at the next gen, they're all very distinctive character types. They're all very distinctive and well-played. Yeah, um, I, think, I think they're probably more multifaceted. Well, that's, yeah. well, that's something I said to Jamie. Towards then, it did become the Seven and Nine Doctor Show. Yeah, totally, totally. But but is is that the reason that it endures? Then is that the reason that twenty five years later we're kind of going? It's a big thing that Voyager twenty five, and, and and we're celebrating it because of maybe a couple of characters, not because of the whole cast and everything that it represented. It's more because of the two or three characters it gave us, and and the, the some of some of the more memorable villains. And the you know the, the evolution of the Borg are those the kind of things that are the reasons that we we like but we I'm not a massive Voyager fan I like it I get it and I've watched Caretaker again recently and it's still good but are those what what are they the reasons that we like Voyager so much now is um, it yeah I mean sorry sorry Clive didn't mean to interrupt you there that's all right oh, carry on oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, done no, I'm, 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 <laughs> I've got off my, I've got off my sidebox again um, you can crack on. Uh, your podcast, guys. Yeah, I'm just you know, happy to pop in. Come on, Jamie, get up there. Come on, carry um, on. Well, you know, kind of what you what you're kind of both saying, I do agree with, but I think it also depends on the perspective you're looking at because I'm 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 kind of thinking from, you know, kind of what you I think was what you said, side, didn't you? A lot of it is a set of female cast, and if you think about it, um, so like you know, you've got Janeway, obviously the first female captain in start in you know in in Star Trek. Um, like I mean, in the Federation, because obviously I think in the other series you had 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 female captains before, but just not in not in a main cast set. Um, yeah. And obviously, you know, so you've got her, you've got um, obviously Balana, who does who becomes chief engineer. So you know, um, so that's already you've got at least a couple of main characters who are females who are in, I said, higher positions of authority. Mm. Um, and obviously, you know, this, as, as we said before, this is obviously, this was during third wave feminism in the 90s. So obviously, it's very relevant. And I think even today, you know, um, feminism is still a very relevant thing in our society. Uh, things are constantly changing, um, you know. Um, and I think one of the reasons I think kind of it has also endured because it has endured is because of obviously the inspiration, I think, um, fans, particularly female fans, have got from these characters. So whether that's Janeway, Balana, um, etc., or you could even say Seven as well, because even though she technically doesn't have a position aboard the ship, not in terms of really authority-wise, maybe not an official position, she is still technically, in a way, she's kind of a she's kind of a um, scientist, isn't she? Yeah. Uh, which predominantly used to be uh, a male male um, back, you know, say the nineties, but you know, back in the day more male um i'm trying to think of the right words you know what i mean male dominated yeah yeah thank you Kyle. Yeah, absolutely um, 
we did say our worst night would go out the window. So there's your first example. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think obviously having said Janeway and Balana in those positions of authority and even seven, you know, I think it was an inspiration for a lot of um, the female audience, you know, and, and it's inspired them to become, I said, to become scientists, to become astronauts, all that kind of thing. Um, you know, and I think maybe that's another reason why Voyager has endured to this day as well. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I mean, you go back, you know, you've got Uhura from the original series, obviously, you know, who inspired, was inspired by Martin Luther King, stayed on the series, yeah, inspired yeah. women and, and made James. Yeah, exactly, and exactly, yeah. Um, I mean, I think the first female captain in Star Trek is the captain of the Saratoga in Voyage Home. Yeah, yeah. Is that right? Uh, I'm, I'm, who, I'm pulling wait, this um, from the... I'm pulling this from the memory because that would have been 86, wouldn't it? I think so she been... was also the actress that played, um, wasn't it Cisco's thought... mum or was it Geordie's mum? I can never remember. They always get. Might have been Geordie's mum, but I'm not. Oh, don't quote me on that. Yeah, I'm not quite sure about that. I'm just um, trying to back my brain. But yeah, she was she was the first female captain that I can remember from from yeah. from Trek. And then you've got, you know, you have several of your Trila Scotts and you have get Rachel Garrett and things through through Next Gen. Um, uh, and then you get to to Voyager, and, and I think it'd be it'd be wrong to kind of mention not mention Genevieve Bougeau, who obviously who was wrong for yeah. the role. Yeah. And, and the, t- the 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 footage we've seen clearly shows she was just out of her depth. Yeah. Um, but Kate McGrew is completely encapsulated, and it was a very you know her delivery was quite unusual. And I remember the first sort of couple of seasons, a lot of people going, "Well, but yeah, what's she doing?" Mm. Um. And then it, it evolved, and, and you didn't even think about it. Um, yeah. And and she is a, a fantastic, a fantastic Star Trek character. Mm. Um, oh, definitely, yeah. I mean, you know, and I think you know. So you know, you know, you can say really that kind of Star Trek has already kind of shown female captains before, but I think Voyager just kind of it continued that trend, but it kind of just expanded upon it by making, I say, having a female captain for, as the main character for the series. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, and I think it's it's, it's just brilliant that voyager you know in particular has really has continued to in, inspire people whether it's you know whether it's females into these different positions or just star trek star trek in general because i know i you know as you say clive next gen and voyager are quite similar you know in that they yeah. you know they they would you know voyager did follow um said more more what we would call Roddenberry Trek than maybe than what we would classify as Deep Space Nine, um, yeah. you know. So yeah, absolutely. And I think you know, I think you know what you guys have both said. You know, I, I agree with as well. I think it's kind of, I think it's all those factors really that yeah. kind of made Voyager enjoy. And as you say, you know, <laughs> celebrating it twenty five years later. Yeah, it's it's it's. It's a great series to look back on it. it you know, they, they didn't do any sort of major big arcs. It was nice how the kind of the journey went across the series. So, you know, you start, you left things behind as they went through the through space and then encountered, you know, beings for another kind of season. So like the Borg, they only met at season, end of season three. Um, the Herogen were really only there for kind of the middle of season four. Um, and, and, yeah, there was, a, there was a path through and, and you've got the Pathfinder arc and things like that in there as well. Um, and it, it showed a journey, um, and I think yeah, yeah. I mean, I know, I know. Obviously, because you know, I've, I've been thinking about it recently. I know, obviously, there was. There, I think we might have been probably mentioned it. You know, there has. I know there has been some things, things about. Oh well, you know, they kind of. 
uh, you know, they maybe they, they I know they kept like brought back races from the Alpha Quad. So obviously you had the Klingons, you had I think Kardashian, Kardashian in one episode as well. Romulans. Romulans as well. <laughs> um, you know, and maybe maybe they did that too well. I don't know, but in a way, I think bringing that kind of stuff in is kind of like a taste of home. Mm. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing if you, you kind of look at it from the crew's perspective. It kind of, in a way, does kind of make sense for their journey. You know, they're, yeah. they're, you know, so in in some ways, I can kind of understand where people are coming from with that. But at the same time, I think it's just quite a nice. It kind of it makes sense for the story, the journey that they're going on as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they didn't bottle it for one thing. You know, there were there were there were stories at the time of oh, they were going to come home early, and that and they kept true to the the seven year journey from getting lost to coming back. Um, yeah. And and, mm. and, and it, it stayed true. But you're right. You know, they're putting that familiarity in there. They put Barkley and Troy in, Romulans, mm. Kardashians, Klingons. Um, they talked a little bit about the marquee, and they brought the, the things back in that, that you would see and tie it into the the bigger universe. But I, I mean, I, I, we talk about the characters, and the characters have to be the thing that endures with them because they led the stories. And they and, and you know, there are. I think we come back to you know, Doctor Seven, uh, Janeway, who with a core of the show by the, the later seasons. Um, but it's, I, I look at Voyager maybe not necessarily as a character piece, but I like the conceptual nature of it. It's a, it's probably the most, um, I think out there or open out of the box thinking track series. I think we've ever, we've ever had. Oh yeah, absolutely. I definitely would agree with you there. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, and I think you know, and I know what I think they kind of, they kind of had to be because obviously if you think back to you had next gen obviously you had a you know Starship Alpha Quad and you had Deep Space Nine was set in a space station yeah so you know so the next logical step would be you know well let's go somewhere completely different let's not stick to the Alpha Quadrant or I said in DS Nine's case as well partly the Gamma Quadrant let's yeah. go somewhere completely different oh I know you know somewhere where the Federation doesn't even exist. Yeah, you know, yeah. it, it, you know, it, it's it's you you're playing a whole different ball game, and you're really putting, um, you know, putting a ship out there alone. I said no, no backup at all by themselves. No idea about the dangers they're going to face. Um, and you know, it's and and it, you know, it opens up all kinds of interesting, um, kind of stories about kind of you know, the the isolation that the crew feel, the kind of psychological impact that it has on the Voyager crew, being away from everyone that they know and love, like familiar, not just like their family and friends, but even just familiar places that they love to go to, being on Earth, going to Riser, wherever else, um, you know, and that's why, you know, quite uh, quite like episodes where they, as you say, they have that taste of home more, you know, where, you know, Tom Paris is, you know, um, you know, all the crew just crammed programs on the holodeck that remind them of home things like that um so you know it all it all ties in quite nicely to the overall said the overall concept concept they were kind of going for i think in some ways yeah um let's not mention Fairhaven. um no no <laughs> that did, I, that thought did sun dreams my, i'm not gonna lie but yeah <laughs> sun dreams fair haven and that resort and as long as we don't mention those ever again in this that's I'm quite happy. Not forgetting Jeremy's program. Oh, I'm not forgetting Jeremy's program. Here's, here's, it's, 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 it, we talk about the concept. For me, and, and, and I get where you're coming from, and it's, it was the concept. You know, they, they could do a lot more things with the villains, and, and they could do a lot more things with, with just kind of just open the box. But 
they did so many episodes that were, were totally something you could not have done on Next Gen. You could not have done on, on Deep Space Nine. Things like Blink of an Eye, Workforce, um, you know, the path, the whole Pathfinder arc, for example, uh, and the, the Herogen arc is something you could never have done with Next Gen. Uh, they demoted a character. Yeah. Even yeah, and that was that's that's something that's never been done in any other Trek series ever. They, they, yeah, yeah, they they opened up truly. I think Voyager had the opportunity to kind of, and I don't think it explored it enough in some respects because it, it shied away from the marquee aspect, which we've talked about before. I don't want to kind of get us bogged down in that one yeah. again. But <laughs> but but it it had so many opportunities that that maybe it didn't take them all, and maybe realised too late that it had yeah, things I mean, it could do. Yeah, I mean, as you say, maybe that was what maybe they were. That's what they were trying to do in later seasons. I mean, as you say, with the whole thing with Tom being demoted, I think that you yeah, know, that's it. I mean, my God, crikey! I you think know. they went saw DS Nine went. Well, they're taking all the risks. We're gonna, we're gonna take the easy path. You might be right. I yeah, think, I, think I think that was probably why. It's like, well, no point in us doing it as well. Let's, oh, you know, oh, that will probably fade away. That won't. That mm. won't last seven seasons. Well. We'll stay in our nice comfort zone. We'll stay till seven seasons, and then then we'll laugh. Then when it fails, and then it's like, what? Yeah. They've lasted seven seasons. We have. Oh, um, maybe we should have. Oh, okay. Then we'll do that now. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, sorry, go on, go on, go on. I think Voyager said, just as you say, so I think that said, I think we were all kind of thinking. I said, unfortunately, at times he did play. Unfortunately, too safe. Um. Yeah. But you know, as I said, we you know we you know yeah that's what I wanted to say. Go, no, I think I I, I I I think to some degrees they did play it safe, yeah. but they yeah. but they're a great and and what endures for me for Voyager is they open. There were some great moments where you kind of went, "That's absolute genius." Living witness is is a. A spark of genius to, to do that kind of far future episode looking back, um, to do the whole kind of planet piece on blink of an eye, um, to, to land the ship. Oh, and yeah, you kind of go, hang on a minute, this is this is really stepping outside of what we've ever touched before. And, and, yeah. and you know, it, 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 you know, I know the 37s isn't one that we all read, it's a classic. I love it, I think <laughs> it's a brilliant episode. It's interesting that it harks. It has very some similarities to the neutral zone from TNG in the fact that they find people from the past and unthaw them, you know. Um, but it, it did try lots of different things. Basics, they lost the ship. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, think I mean, yeah. these are things you could never do in next year. For a lurgy, ruined Q. Destroyed the Borg. Yeah, they can do all these kind of things. Um, well, yeah, actually, you know. you know, and you know, now that you're saying that, club, it's also just football. Well, I say the Federation. I mean, you know, Voyager could effectively encompass the Federation, the Delta Quadrant. But same way, making a deal with the Borg. I mean, I mean, that, that wouldn't have happened in Next Gen. No, no way. No, no way no. would that happen in Next Gen. Absolutely not. And you know, I think you know. Also, if, even if we just talk about things like character moments, you know. Um, I mean, again, it didn't happen often enough, but, you know, there were instances in later seasons where Harry Kim came out of his shell a bit. They, you know, they, he, he had he had some bloody good moments, you yeah. know, where he, he did he did evolve as a character. I thought, not enough, but it was there. Yeah, you know, timeless. Yeah, timeless. I'd even say um, the disease as well. Um, 
the uh, which was the I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of pull this one out. Uh, Nightingale to a degree was quite a good episode for the character. I wouldn't say it was a great episode. Yep. I'd agree um, with that, yeah. I'd, I know what you're trying to say. I'd agree with that. Yeah, yeah. The, the shoot is a is a particular favourite of mine. Whether it's him and Tom are on the prison that turns out to be a space station. Spoiler. Um, <laughs> I think people have probably seen if, it. If you've not watched it by now, if you've not watched it by now, it's tough. I'm ruining it for you. Um, <laughs> I did it last time. I'll do it again. Um, yeah, things like that, which were great character. You're right, great character moments for him, um, and he, he did more than open hailing frequencies and fire a torpedo. Um, but there weren't enough of that. There wasn't enough of that stuff. No, no but you know, it, you know, it's, as you say, we said it's it's focusing on what Voyager did did do. Well, you know, these moments yeah. that the series did have. Um, you know, and I think, and actually, now that we're kind of talking about it, I, you know, I, I don't think I've given Voyager maybe enough credit for certain things like this. Um, mm. Kind of, I do want to rewatch it now. <laughs> it has been a while actually since I've rewatched Voyager. To actually, to be fair, all the way through. So, if there's any a better time to do it, it will be now. I think. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know, and even even to an extent, I'd say even with, um, you know. Seven's character. I mean, ne- technically, next gen started obviously because obviously you had Hugh in Eyeborg. Um, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, Eyeborg, where they obviously, he, but, you know, but with obviously with Seven, they, they, they did take that step further by completely separating her from the collective, as her actually becoming, you know, human again. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, you know, so, yeah, I mean, there's a lot, I think there's a more groundbreaking stuff in Voyager than I've, and I think I've previously actually realised now that we're actually talking about it uh, there's a lot more kind of groundbreaking moments and kind of things whether it's with the characters or just generally with the whole kind of concept of the shot that they did more than I've, I've actually thought previously so yeah. it's certainly it's certainly been a really interesting eye-opener actually I think from it's, my perspective. it's a series where you can actually if you go through all the episodes of each season you can pull out out of each season, at least four or five, we go. That was that was just so out, out there, so brilliant for me. They do one of the best Q episodes of all time, which is Death Wish. Yeah, um, mm. the most out of the box Q episode. Again, something that you couldn't have done on on Next Gen. Something right. that would have been quite stale, I think, on Next Generation. But there's a lot of life to it in Voyager because of the way that they they do it, the way that he interacts with Janeway is is completely different to the Picard relationship. Yeah, and I think as well, particularly if you think about, you know, um, Death Wish as an episode. I mean, it's quite a, it's quite a harrowing one when you think about the kind yeah. of topical content that it's, it's kind of disgusting. It's quite a, yeah. a harrowing episode. I'm, I'm not saying Next Gen couldn't have done it. Maybe they could have done, but I, I, I don't know. Maybe I think personally, probably wouldn't have. It would have felt a bit out of place on that show. Don't think it would have. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but, um, but no, you know, yeah, as you say. Voyager did accomplish. I said there was a lot there that you know that they did with the show. Um, you know, certainly a lot of, of moments, and as you say, concept-wise, certainly you know they did do a lot of groundbreaking stuff. And, you know, and heck, you've never had a starship captain that's driven for a starship for a pulsar, have they, Si? No. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, you so. haven't had a ship that got ill on cheese. Yeah. Yeah, is that <sighs> right? I'm off. I'm done with this. <laughs> they brought the cheese. This is the problem. But is that is that why it endures? Because is is that another reason that in 25 years later we remember it? 
because remember the flipping stupid things about it. We remember a pickup truck that runs that they turn the key in and it yeah. starts first time, which is impossible because the fuel would have evaporated. Yeah. Do you remember it because of getting that cheese to sick bay? Do you? Is actually you know the, the fact that to be honest with you, landing the ship would have been flipping stupid. You couldn't have landed it like that. It was just too, it wouldn't have worked. Yeah, <laughs> I know, or, or, go on. or dare I say, the clown, Jamie. Oh, the clown, like that the, the clown, yeah. oh, the, yeah, that one. Yeah, well, yeah, certainly, certainly never had a clown in any other Star Trek series that I can think of, actually, so I'll give you that, yeah. yeah. Or, or, um, or Janeway and Tom mating as lizards. Yeah, that exactly. As well. So uh, maybe maybe it's not just for the things he did really well, but also the more out-of-the-box weird things that are not possible but actually are quite balmy. But are we actually dancing around the idea that it's a guilty pleasure? Is that basically Ooh. what we're saying? Is that Ooh. what we're basically coming in, up with? In some ways, yes. Not in, in I, some ways, it's yeah. so bad, it's good. Yeah. I, suppose, I think we've done brilliantly because, well. But because, in some ways, yeah. Oh, come on, Jamie. I've always had this thing where it's a kind of hit and miss. Out of all the series, it's the most hit and miss out of the whole lot. Yet mm. I will still watch some most of them. It's mm. a fair point. Mm. So it's got to come in there as a kind of guilty pleasure for say, because then you've got those, like Clive says, you've got those incredible episodes, and you get the most ludicrous tut ever, and you're going, <laughs> what the hell is this? How, why am I still watching this? This makes no sense. <laughs> this is offensive to every it. Irish person I've ever met. Oh my God, and they've got a voice these days, and you hear about it. Yeah, mm. it's, it's. I mean, I, you know, yeah, maybe in some ways, voyages. I wouldn't say like the whole thing, but I think there's a, there's a part of it that is, yeah, definitely. Is I it? Could... Is it sort of sixty percent concept, twenty percent story and character, and then there's this sort of ten to twenty percent, which is just weird ass stuff. Cheesy, <laughs> cheesy. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's cheesy. I think it's it's. In, I think because they did it with such a, a serious intent that they never intended it to be, in some respects. Is it? In, that, is it in, that bad? Is it in a way? Is it in a way to think it's kind of some of it's kind of so bad it's good kind of thing because it's so memorable in some ways. Whether <laughs> it was aimed at a younger audience, I think that where it might have been aimed at. If you're going for the more emotional thing, you're going for the. Like the, you know, the, the women. Well, who might be with them? Well, the kids might be there. So you want something kind of fun and jovial and kind of look. There's Neelix. Oh yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, you're right. It's yeah, but it, uh, <laughs> is that almost almost patronising? Are we saying that actually? It's the nineties. Are we saying that? Are we saying that Voyager is not only a guilty pleasure, it's but it's an incredibly patronising program? Oh, I'm not even going to go near that. <laughs> I'm not even going to go near that. This will be edited out in post-production. Um, <laughs> but they're not going to be watching Deep Space Nine with kind of death and destruction every week. So they, it's like, True. you know what, we're going to go and go for the fluffy kind of... Uh, Flodder, like, come on. Yeah. Like, oh, if, can oh, you have anything oh, more? Oh, oh no, I'll put my hand up. The children hand up. and... Sorry, Flotter, the <laughs> single worst episode <laughs> of Voyager, and I would watch lizards doing things <laughs> rather than watch that. Now, 
I, I, I don't know if anybody, and, and let's drop into a recent reference here, and we can always say that longevity. It was an Easter egg. It was an oh Easter man, who spotted it? Who spotted it on when it was on? When it was on, no, I spotted it as it, as I did it. It's got an adventures a flutter lunchbox. <laughs> I, 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 I had a moment. I had a real moment. I hate that episode with a passion, by the way. Um, you might not have guessed, uh, which, which is quite hilarious because the episode after it is timeless. Yeah. Um, so you have this kind of polarizing double episode, but flutter. No, again, I, 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 it's 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 burnt into my retinas that I can't forget that episode. But they did. It's like they did that. They did real life, which I think is pretty cringeworthy at times. Um, and, and yeah. I think we. I think I, I find real life a bit teary. Actually, I do get. You do yeah. get emotional when the, the daughter's going to pass away. I'm an emotional void. <laughs> but, Clearly. But um, no. The thought that comes to my mind with Flotter is Flotter is it's it's showing things from I said from Naomi Wildman's perspective, isn't isn't it? From a child's perspective, I think, isn't it? What comes to me is there are episodes of Doctor Who out there that have been erased for all time, yet we are still left with Once Upon a Time. Yeah, but, there is no yeah. justice in this universe. <laughs> that's... I, think maybe, I think that's maybe why I said why the episode, why that Flutter episode is the way it is, isn't it? Because it's, <sighs> it's meant to be from a child's perspective. So maybe that's, you I'm, know, but, but do, I don't know. Did, did we... It's... The distraction for Naomi to distract her from the peril that her mum's going through. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And the fact the crew's lying to Naomi, but, you know, we'll, yeah. we'll pass over that part of it. But, yeah. You know. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Yeah. I just, I think that... <laughs> I, I don't... The whole concept of flutter is, is, is just just lost on me. And I might be, it might be because I am just an emotional void, as I just said. Um, but I, I just can't... <sighs> <laughs> um, I've, I'm, I'm on fire tonight. <laughs> I'd like to just apologise to anybody who's listening to this that we've we've already kind of hit like the bottom of the barrel of Voyager. <laughs> but this shows exactly why it endures because we 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 know what we're sitting here and we're laughing about the stuff that was pretty horrendous. But you remember it for that, yeah. and, and it, it still endures. Is it in in spite of or despite of or because of all these things that we're talking about? Yeah. That we remember, with such fondness, with such fondness it's for apparently. Just so Voyager, it's just kind of you know what, we'll just create some random character and just you know what, everyone's gonna love it. And everyone's going what? Huh? What's this happening? But you know what, we'll keep watching it because yeah, that's and... what we do as Star Trek fans. We just watch, go, sit there and go, what is this tut? Never mind, it's got Star Trek name on it. We'll watch this tut. No, no yeah. matter, no questions. You know, and actually, no talk about it now i mean one of the other episodes that always stood out to me was bride of chaotica in season five i believe that was it was um yeah. you know and and the reason i mean i've always found that just a brilliantly fun episode but for me it's it's because my nan absolutely loved it she 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 loves the original season she's a big spock fan um but and she doesn't really watch any other Star Trek unless it's Spock. But that was on Randall, and she absolutely loved it. She could not stop laughing. And for me, that you know, um, that's one of my very fondest memories of of my nan. Um, She's still still alive, by the way. But it, probably the way I worded that sounded very past tense, didn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think you may um, want to think about how you reword that. That's <laughs> like, yeah. I did say we did say way with words that I would just go out the window. Um, yeah, my nan, she, she, you know, 
she really loves it. She, you know, um, and it's, it's, you know, it's something I always remember back on fondly. So is it is it because therefore that that we we look at, at Voyager and at the time that it was running, which was against Deep Space Nine at the time, you had something that was. I mean, at times, the Deep Space Nine was, was not the most optimistic series we've no. ever seen from Star Trek. <laughs> but you had Voyager, which was, which was even when it was bad, and we're not talking bad as in flotter, we're talking bad as in the bad times, like Year of Hell and things like that. It was still entertaining. There was still positivity in it. There was still a light yeah. at the end of that tunnel. I mean, maybe, maybe you know, I know we've like I said we've discussed Voyager's faults before with things that fizzled out, conflict with Marquee and all that kind of stuff, but yeah. maybe in some ways, maybe in a strange kind of way, the fact that it kind of was kind of more like, it said, more similar with Next Gen was mm. a good thing, particularly if you, as you said, Clive, if you contrast it with Deep Space Nine at the time on TV. So yeah. in some ways, maybe it's not a bad thing, maybe. No, I don't think it is. I think even though we've, we've kind of made mockery of some of the the highlights or lowlights of, of, of Voyager, um, it endures because of those. And we look at, you know, you, you look at Picard now, 79 is back in Picard. They've made, you know, these little Easter egg Voyager references. And, and, and there must be a lot of love out there for it, for them to, to do that and to bring a character as big as, as a Seven that back. Mm-hmm. Um that it has to have that kind of last. It has to have had that lasting effect. It was probably a series that that um, appealed to a larger crowd because of its non-serialized nature, because it was episodic, because you could drop in and out of it. Um, you know, you can pick up an episode of Voyager up and, and and watch it and drop it and go and watch something else. But with Deep Space Nine, you can't necessarily do that. With Discovery, you can't. With, with Picard, you can't. Um, and that's probably why, for me. Voyager is, is lasting as long as long as it has because you can go back in and dip out of it and, into it as you can with next gen. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, and even and even to some extent, you can't so much with Enterprise, particularly if you look at seasons three and four. Yeah, with the first two seasons of Enterprise, yeah, you kind of probably can a bit. Yeah. But out of out of me, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, yeah, definitely. It seems kind of as you say with the new trek series he said with, with discovery with picard yeah i, I agree you know and at, at that time i said the next gen had been and gone on tv so all there was was deep space nine as you say then there might be some people during that time who did prefer episodic television because you know yeah. i mean it, there are certain i think advantages to episodic television over longer running story arcs whether that's within a season or over a whole series overall um, you know, and some people do. Prefer, I mean, I must, I must confess to myself, I, I do love longer running story arcs these days. But there are times where I do like, don't mind episodic television. It's quite a nice thing to have. Yeah, it's uh, easier to dip in and out of. Um, you know, if you if you saw something that's got an arc on TV, so for example, and I know I'm, you know, I'm thinking your Game of Thrones stuff, Twenty Four, um, Lost, for example. If something like that flipped up while you're watching TV, you'd be like, "Oh, I can't watch this because I've got to remember what happened in three episodes," and, and you'd, you'd, get, you'd skip on something else. But with a Voyager yeah. episode, for example, as you could have done with Next Gen and, and the original series, you could just go, "Oh, this is that one. Oh, I watched it," and you, yeah. you'd have forty-five minutes. Yeah, exactly. Because you, you're not always going to be in the right mood to want to watch a longer-running story. Particularly, say you've come in from work or whatever you're yeah. doing. You know, you just want. I just want to watch like just like easy. I can just watch. You know, quick dis- dipping them out as you as you said, and and I, you know I don't have to pay as much attention to it. You know I yeah. can just watch it happily and just chill. 
So yeah. yeah, I think I think maybe that's another reason as well. Maybe maybe that's another thing with, with Voyager as well. Maybe not necessarily, you know, it's not necessarily a bad thing that they kind of stuck to more episodic television. Oh, I, I mean, I know right. obviously during that, yeah, I mean, I know during that time, obviously the nineties things were changing, so you were having these longer running story arcs. But in some ways, it, it it could be seen as a step backwards. But at the same time, I don't think it's necessarily one hundred percent a bad thing. No, I mean, it, it sort of tickled around with, with the arcs, the hero arc that you have. Yeah, that, and it did have... Things like that, yeah. Yeah, mm, yeah. So it wasn't completely... I said it wasn't the whole episode, was it? It wasn't the whole No, no, but it, 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 it probably was still had its foot in that pool enough that mm. you don't have to realise... Some of the season two stuff, you know, you'd have to watch the Kazon arc and you'd have to kind of, you'd, you'd be kind of yeah. a bit lost if you hadn't followed that. But uh, for the majority of probably season three up until Bloodlines... Uh, sorry, um, Bloods... Fever, um, yeah. until that, that they kind of went, oh, the Borg are back, and that, that cracking ending to that episode. Um, there wasn't really a big overriding arc that had run all the way through. That you could you could kind of follow it through when they got into the Borg stuff, and then you did tend to see a bit of a theme through there. Um, you might have got lost, but I, I find Voyager probably the the easiest to rewatch. Um, it, I, I've, you know, I, I've, I think I've watched Discovery once. Um, and, and Picard again. I don't think I would. I would find as much rewatch value in those as I would find in Voyager. Mm. Purely, partly because of that episodic kind of. Format. Yeah, mm. um, but also because I think I, I prefer. Yeah, I think the episode focus is correct because in that forty-five minutes you get a concept. Mm. Um, you get a a, a one per, a one person's vision of what they wanted of that of that series, a story that is written by, you know, two people. It's not having to link to the previous one. It's not having to rely on what, you know, not having to think about what's coming after it. It is it is contained in that bit. Yes, there were things that, that happened and we talked about, you know, Tom Paris being demoted and uh Tubot being promoted even though he was anyway, but that's another story. Um there are lots of little bits in there that, that do continue but they don't but the series doesn't rely on on you knowing that. Exactly. Um, yeah. It's it's not relying on you know this whole thing about Tom being demoted is going to be a massive arc and it's going to last for a whole. So it didn't. It, it was kind of done with. He got demoted and he had to get on with his life. Um, and and it, but it's easy. You could still dip into an episode where he'd been demoted and it wouldn't affect how you watched it. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What What about you? So what are your thoughts on what we've just talked about? Is he still alive? <laughs> <laughs> he is. Cool stuff. <laughs> so one thing I don't think even Jamie knows, I watched an awful lot of Voyager in the late 90s, thanks mm. to Mum. Mum watched a hell of a lot of it when I was growing up, so it's like Next Gen and Voyager, and I watched an awful lot of it, and I I think it's a... I think that's part of the makeup of it, though. Again, that's why I think that's why I've got those opinions of it, but it's... It's just a bit of a contradiction, but somehow it works. Mm. It really does. It's, the whole concept really shouldn't work. It really shouldn't work. If you think about it too hard, it just doesn't work. And then you get into the whole issue of photon torpedoes, shuttles, the Delta Fly turning up way too late, that damn um, holographic emitter, all the things we've spoken about before. But it's got a thing. It's got a, a family feel to it after a while. After you get past all the crap with the Kazon and you get into about season three-ish, it finds its feet, and it's just a group of people that are just going for this one aim that just works, just peculiarly works when it's up against another show that 
is using a completely different formula that also works, but they're in the same universe that coexist quite happily. So, you've made an interesting point there. Um, are we also there thinking that Voyager... <laughs> oh, God. What am I about to launch into? <laughs> Voyager, actually, through the fact that it was out in the Delta Quadrant, which gave it a massive benefit that it could do what the hell it wanted for seven years... Um, is potentially the most inconsistent Star Trek series created. As I've always said, it's very hit-miss for me. There's an awful lot of episodes well, I will not watch, but there's some really... There's a lot oh, no, no, no. in there. I'm thinking not necessarily episodic-wise. I'm thinking as in, you know, we talk... You know, you imagine there are fans out there who can't, you can't do this, 10 forwards in the wrong place in the Enterprise... Um, Picard shouldn't be getting up at three in the clock in the morning because of his shift, but whatever, you know, but that, that kind of stuff. Um, how many Enterprise, how many windows on the Enterprise C? Um, stuff like that, you know. Um, <laughs> I remember that from a very long time ago. That's a flipping good, that's a long memory. Um, the, but is actually Voyager the, you know, we complain about Discovery, oh, it's, it's, and we, we you know, people complain about Picard and consistent, but is Voyager actually the, the, the one that, that got away with it? Beginning consistent. The Delta Flyer, there's no way it can come out of that shuttle bay. Um, where do well, Voyager keep all its 84 shuttles? Stuff like that, you know, that we talk about the, the, the stuff that we, t- we talked about at the beginning. It's it's inconsistency when it comes to how it dealt with conflict within the crew. It's inconsistent when it dealt with, um, you know, maybe Summer Seven's trauma after she was in the board, which I think Picard's done a better job with than, than any series has done. Um, is it is actually Voyager? brilliant because it got away with doing what the hell it wanted even Matt, if, that's its even charm if it in, yeah even if it was inconsistent you mean yeah 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 because it was oh. inconsistent mm. and we loved it because it was mm. yeah I, I think i think in some yeah I, I, I would agree with that it's because it's there in the background that's how i kind of see it it's kind of it's there but it's just like like fourth on the list of Probably being rewatched. Like, I think I rewatched it recently, but I re I cherry picked. Yeah. You've really got to force me to kind of rewatch all of it. I dread to think what I'm going to be like when we do a season review of them. My God, that's going to be a kind of. <laughs> my God, you know, it's you, you know, you're doing well with Next Gen, DS9, not too bad, Voyager. My God, you're going to hear an awful lot of complaining from me. I think. Yeah. My God, so. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and you it's know, like it sort of blends into the background because it is just a little bit meh, but yeah. that's part of its charm because you only compare it to its brothers and sisters, it's a bit kind of oh, so is that it? Mm. Yeah, it's is it the series that doesn't that that ah, uh, but it's but we, you know, we, we think about you know, is it a series that actually at the end kind of doesn't deliver on what it, it kind of promised this kind of big. You know, there's a, there's a big battle with the Borg at the end and end game. But, but contrary, it's, it's, it did but, enough, though. Did it? I'd say did so. It? Did it do enough? Did, it, did yeah. it really... Did it deliver on what it promised? A ship getting home. Well, it says exactly what it says on the tin. Like, but, yeah. I mean, if you think about it in that respect, then yeah. But, I'd say so. But... <laughs> but, but, but... But is... <laughs> it was such it's such a big thing it getting home you know and it literally is defeat the ball 10 seconds later we're back in the alpha quadrant ah it's all done 
end titles. And you think... Well, there was a plan that sure, they weren't going to get back. That's the other it, thing to it. There was a plan where it was like, no, we're going to keep them out there. I think I think you get shortchanged by the end of Voyager. And and that's that for me is it, it doesn't give that it doesn't give enough of a, As a fanfare always at the end. Said, we needed episodes where you see what happens to the crew afterwards. Bingo. And we said I've this before. We've had, said we said this before. We said this before. Um, see our but, previously published work. <laughs> back catalog <laughs> available. Um, yeah, it, it, it's Voyager. <laughs> but, but what is it? Is there, is there, you know, we've talked, we've, we've talked about, you know, the female character, we've talked about the concept. Is there something that it has that is, is better than the other Trek series? Is it down to those female characters? Is it down to some of the, 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 the gems that are in there, the, the, the doctors that are in there, um, that, that no other series has, you know, you've got to think there are probably two, two or three characters in there that will be on people's top 10 characters of all time. But there'll be there'll be a lot of characters in there that will probably not even appear. You know. I think I think really kind of what we've all kind of said, I think it's a combination of I think it's a combination of all of it. Yeah. If I'm being honest. I think it's a, all these different factors we kind of have touched upon and you know explored. I think that all I think all of it is kind of is kind of melded into you know very weird but <laughs> interesting part. And I think you know I think that's kind of what always what made uh, oh god my words ah, all of what's made Voyager endure okay that, do you think it, do you yeah. think it would enjoy for, endure for another 25 years do you think it'll be the series that, that we will still continue in 25 years time to be celebrating as we are now or do you think it will be uh, that, that really only the original series and next gen will get, get recognised by that point mm. uh, you know I'm I, 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 think no, I, think, I think it's on a par with DS9. Mm, I think, yeah, I, I think, believe so. Yeah, I think Voyager. I think Voyager will still remember another twenty-five years. I mean, particularly if you think of it, said unique, as I said, particularly with, I said the female characters, the first female captain, because um, it said had big influences and not mainly, probably mainly more American society, but still society yeah. generally. And as you said, that whole concept, or said of being out in. The Delta Quadrant said, away from the Federation, really, really set it apart from the series that had gone before it. Um, and you know, you know, and even, you know, even to extent, kind of, because even, even to extent, you know, because even kind of, I mean, I know obviously Discovery now with season three, they're going to go, God knows where they're going to go. Um, but even like the first couple of series of um, uh, Discovery, and obviously with, um, Enterprise. So even I say even afterwards, they kind of they kind of went back to kind of Alpha Quadrant, kind of. Um, so yeah, I don't see why Voyager can enjoy, why Voyager still won't be remembered in another twenty five years. I definitely think it will be in some way. Okay. I think the main two are next uh, next gen and original series, and then I think as they release later, I think Deep Space Nine and Voyager both cater to different fans. So there's that longing for that celebration from those sets of fans so it is there but I don't think it's as big as it as it could be for the other two yeah it's not a problem is it it's not, it's no. not as massive as next gen but no. you, you're right you know they cater for two different audiences Voyager very much tries to cater for the people who love next gen and, and missed it um, 
and it'll be interesting to see if we remember any of the series watching now as fondly 25 years on. Um, your discoveries, your, your Picards that have created a new generation of fans uh, in a different way, with a different story and a different uh, a different take on the universe. And I'm glad they all have their individual identities because maybe to some extent there was a lot too much familiarity with those to be in the sort of 80s and 90s. They were very similar in their the way they were filmed. They were part of the Berman era, so it was a very distinctive look to, to those, those three four. Though. We do have a precedence for that, though. We have got the Kelvin timelines, which is kind of in the same vein as the series at the moment. And that did get a small kind of cheer celebration when it celebrated its anniversary recently. So mm. I think there is a good chance that they will. But again, I think that will be probably even more um, convoluted set of fans that enjoyed it now. Like, because it's like, we will understand the fandom's a bit fragmented at the moment and all a bit topsy-turvy. Oh, God, yeah. Somewhere out there, some fans are going to celebrate it and, my God, they're going to let us know. But why not? It's all Star Trek, so... Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. There's, a, there's a Star Trek out there for everybody. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. And that's yeah. that's what it should be. That's exactly what it should be. That you know, we're not. I don't think everybody's going to like Discovery. Not everybody will have liked Voyage. You know, I wasn't a great fan when it was on. I, I was probably one of its ardent, most ardent critics in, for for a fifteen-year-old at the time. You know, with with the sort of mid-seasons of it, um, and I grew to maybe tortuously liking it. I think as the later years went on, particularly when Deep Space Nine had finished. You know, there were two years where, if I wanted Trek, it was going to have to be Voyage. <laughs> there was nothing else. But I really enjoyed season six and seven. Um, They've all got their merits. That's the thing. Yeah. They've all got their own special part of it to kind of hold on to. Yeah. That makes them their own. Yeah. You get they've got their own uniqueness, haven't they? Very so much so. Something that's, it, it's got something that sets it apart from the others in its own way. Whether that's your thing or not, I mean, as you said, it's all it's all subjective. But yeah, every definitely. series has its cheese. You know, you know the cold causing cheese and the episode where everyone goes what? Well, yeah. that's the thing. Well, that's just that's that show for you. Like it happens to everyone. Like yeah, when you when you when you have a franchise as long running the Star Trek with us, how many? episodes or films as it's had it's gonna happen in every series yeah it might be it might be different kind of different degrees of what the hell am i watching more some than others but every series has got i said every series has got its gems every series has got those you know what am i watching as simon said kind of episodes um you know and i said i said i think voyage as you said it it, it said is unique for the reasons we've discussed in some in some ways you know very inspiring and great in other ways maybe not quite <laughs> what they imagined but nevertheless it's still very memorable and it's got there's a certain charm to that in, in of itself anyway and that, I mean, that maybe is, is, the, is the thing that sums it up it's memorable yeah and how many tv series 25 years on can you go it's that memorable. Look at the fan base. Look at the size of the fan base, and you can see how much love there is within within it for Voyager. Big, and it and it continues on. You know, there's a lot of series out there that you could probably go, oh, I've forgotten that existed, or I've forgotten that I have bought, bought Voyager as 
you know, through the the films and, and through Janeway's appearance in, in Nemesis and Seven now in Picard and, and Robert the Picard novels and in, um, season two. Apparently so. Um, very nice man. Interviewed him. Very nice. Um, <laughs> lovely guy. Was wearing a cap. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's the most random thing. Anyway, um, uh, lovely guy. Told me I have to take a photograph. Um, he, there's yeah, there's so many, and it's interesting that that, that, that Voyager is a series that they are taking bits from to include in in in, in Voyager. In, in, in Picard, sorry. You know, the choice of, of the flot, you know, the, the, the reference to Flotter, the Borg Queen references we've had in there. You know, how much Deep Space Nine's footage and stuff have we seen in it? Even, Nothing. Apart from even, a Quark reference in Stardust City Rag, the, it's been more Voyager and Next Gen than anything else. Even the Portals reference as well. Yeah, yeah. But, the maybe. Um, Planet of the Story people. That ended well for them. <laughs> Maybe in some ways, maybe in some ways. That's Sorry, right, like... <laughs> maybe in a way, that's... that's... There's another Don't one. Sorry, the there's a ball there anyway. <laughs> maybe in a way, that's why they've put those kind of more... Why can we tell them a story? <laughs> <sighs> breathe, uh, breathe, but, breathe, but breathe. Maybe breathe. in a way, that's why they <laughs> put those references in there. Because what I said, put in... In some ways, Voyager and Next Gen are said quite similar, and and that kind of that way, maybe I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's it just... works into the Borg storyline, and what's better to yeah. go for than Voyager, right? Home of the Borg, Delta yeah, Quadrant, yeah, yeah. So makes sense, yeah. But yeah, it fits. Yeah. It, 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 it will be it will be logic. It's logical, isn't it, that, that Voyager yeah. will get the reference in it because of the links to the Borg, because of the way that it it it's it spins into that, and I guess. To some degree, there's going to be that that technology piece in there as well. You know, a lot of stuff that Voyager will have brought home will have influenced. I'm guessing things that we will see in this in in Picard as well. Yeah, and uh, you, and, yeah. yeah. And if you think particularly with uh, when uh, was it Stardust and City Rag? Is that, that's yeah, what I, yeah. When Seven turned up, well, Picard and Seven they both have been through a similar experience. So you got some really interesting parallels there. So it it, it makes sense yeah. said, to draw that together. You know, yeah. to put that yeah. together. You know. For the characters, for the characters to relate. Yeah, totally, um, and it and it works, um, yeah. and that is again a reason why it endures because Voyager had that ability to use the board, whether it was well used or not. By the end, I, I personally feel it was it was they, they mined the board more than they should have done. Agreed. Um, but did it? Was yeah. it effective? Was it a big audience trip? You know, Paul. Yes, they did things like Dark Frontier. They did a two-part. You know, effectively, they did a, a two-part big, you know, film episode in the season, which nobody else, you know, none of the other series did. Um, they did a, you know, work. I think Flesh and Blood was done as a two-hour one as well later yeah. on in season seven, and then released as a two-part episode. You know, they did lots of kind of movie feature events that, and, and things that that were, were were different. And we talk about you know concepts. It's also the production concepts were different. How they did things. Um, and it, yeah, it's 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 just a it's is it a feel good kind of is it feel good track? Not when they're assimilating crew members and then forgetting it a week later, but you know. Yeah, let's. <laughs> there you go. There's another inc- and that's about the inconsistency of it is that we kind of just accept it. We accept. Yeah. 
we accept the stuff in in Voyager. You accept the inconsistencies. You go, yeah, that's fine. We get that. You know, it'll be all over next week, and that's great. Yeah. Whereas, whereas now, the audience, and and perhaps because of social media, and and I'm sure I've mentioned this before. You know, the the way that we communicate now, and the way that we are, our expectations are that an episodic series and an arc it must fit. It must, you know, adhere to certain principles. We're so used to this edit, this 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 narrative that goes through and has to be reconciled and followed that that now these series are probably more open to criticism than ever and, and we probably look at Voyager and Next Gen and Deep Space Nine in the original series with a certain fondness because you know what yeah. in Voyager's case it got away with that shitload of stuff mm-hmm. um, that, that we would never have complained about and if we did it was you know so minor and we forgot about it but now it's like it's a whole blown out of proportion oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. there you go but you think about it, Voyager, is pro- Voyager, in my opinion, is the most inconsistent Star Trek when it comes to character development and technology and um, arcs. And uh, there's so much stuff in there. If you start looking that you kind of go, this doesn't work. This doesn't, this doesn't, you know, and the, the next gen prided itself on its tech, ex- in its technology and tech basis and Deep Space Nine on its kind of arc and the you know, stationary setting and, and the fact it could do recurring things. But then Voyager just went, Looks to you all. We're just gonna go. We're just gonna go and do what the hell we want. Yeah, and that's could, it. And, yeah. It's, 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 in a way, it had kind of, kind of has a. I mean, don't get me wrong. I know they worked very hard on that show. I mean, the amount yeah. of hours and days they put in. But in a way, it kind of had that. In a certain way, it kind of had that wing it kind of feel to it. Let's just wing it. I this think week. again, it's the the whole plot meant that it's, they had the attitude of just kind of, oh well, it's one ship and a quadrant that now are they ever gonna go back to? Well, just write down some details. It won't matter. It won't won't work into the future at all. Got to the future, and everyone's gone. Oh yeah, actually, we're going to use that from that thing for this game and for the literature and this sort of thing. And it's like, oh, now looking back twenty five years with hindsight, it's yeah. all kind of falling apart. And it's just like with a little bit more thought back then, a little yeah. bit more of foresight. It might have. It might. It would have felt in the same place as ds9 does mm. i you know being a deep space nine fan i'm obviously going to say that i you know, I, I love it far more than i, I do voyage um because of all the nature of it and what it does but but yeah i can still dip in and out of voyager and and, and find yeah, something exactly, you know, for, for said for for kind of for voyager short balls which i know i said we discussed in the previous episode we've kind of we've touched on here um you know it's there's a lot. There's a lot to celebrate about it, as we've as we've mentioned. Yeah. You know, not always for the most, you know, for the most <laughs> right reasons necessarily, but still, as you say, there's a, there's a certain charm to it, and it, it does oddly work, even yeah. though it really shouldn't. Oh, yeah. totally, yeah. totally shouldn't work. Totally shouldn't work in any way whatsoever. Um, but but it does. Yeah. And 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 long may it may long may it continue and I can, I'm thinking about I'm thinking of, you know even if I was talking I'm thinking of, oh yeah there was that one wasn't there and there was this bit and I did that and there was two Vicks and there was Beowulf on the holodeck and oh, there yeah. was um, big organism CGI life forms and it was the first series that did see real used CGI as the as the main basis of the ships and and, and there's so much stuff that, that you can you could you could do you could take a season you could take an episode and really um you can you can almost it's almost a time capsule uh in some respect of how television was made at a certain point as as in fact all the track is mm. um and how stories were written and how 
Um, and some people would go, you know, how it should be done. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, oh, sod it. You know what? We all love it. And, and, yeah. and if they made New Voyager tomorrow, we'd all watch it and oh, we'd all, yeah, know, we'd, all we'd all, we'd all, we'd all adore it beyond oh, anything. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and, and I hope in some ways that Picard does kind of give it a little bit of a conclusion, does give us more than seven and, and gives us a little bit of what did happen to Voyage after it came home, what did. And I'm not asking for them to do massive narratives and, and you know go off spec with the with the, the series, but it'd be nice to get a couple of nods in there as to what did happen to it. You know, even if it's Picard walking past it at Starfleet headquarters because it's a museum. Mm. You know, even something like that, just as a, a little little note aside or whatever, or just a yeah. whack to it or something something in the background that kind of just gives us a nod to give to give us some yeah, finality. One one thing that Star Trek has, has always done, I think, consistently, was is stuff like that, as you said, nods to other series or events within the Star Trek universe. Yeah, um, that's always been done uh, for the most part. I think very, very well. So yeah, I could definitely, I think that'd be great if they don't do it. Fair enough, if they do it. You see, we're not expecting a massive narrative, as you said, but no. it would be yeah, it would be quite cool, wouldn't it? Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely so, would, definitely would. Yeah. So, cool. um, is there anything else we wanted to say about the 20th no. anniversary of Voyager? I, I mean, I think we could go on for another few hours. I think if we if we kind of specifically look to episode and whatever, I think we should do. I would love to do a commentary with you guys on an episode at some point, or, or or come back for something else that's not Voyager related. For some reason, you just think that it's, you bring me back for this torturous Voyager stuff every, <laughs> every time. I know we'll get on for Voyager, Clive. He'll be a he'll <laughs> love it an hour and twenty minutes of his life that he can't get back. It's just the best way forward. No, don't don't bring me on for anything. I really love to talk about. You bring me on for Voyager. That's fine. Um, yeah, I, th- I think there's, there's, there's I, I'm saying that, guys, I'm always, I'm always open for, for doing stuff for you guys because I, I, I do enjoy it. I know I can be somewhat droll at some point, um, but you know, it, it's Voyager. It's uh, to be honest with you, my, my dad did make an a, a exemplary Revel model of Voyager about a year, ago, well, like a year ago. And it's beautiful, and it's probably one of the best models he's ever done. But it's Voyager. <laughs> um, <laughs> But it's Voyager, um, and, and yeah, yeah. It's just so. Much. I could, I could, I could, I'll probably text you later on and go be like, yeah, there's this bit we forgot to talk about, and this bit we forgot to talk about, and how they destroyed Q completely by bringing his son on board, and how they destroy the board by doing this, and, and I, I just don't because I can talk for a couple of hours. Unimatrix but, Zero. Yay. Yeah, right, and that's on, on, that, on that note, <laughs> <laughs> and on that gem, um, uh, yeah. No, yeah. it, there's, 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 you know what? You, you, I think I think for every every good point in Voyager, there is something that counters <laughs> it, or is is funny enough that we go, oh my god, yeah, that was that was rubbish. Um, there's there's there, there's some you know there's some stuff in there that you will never remember because it was that ordinary, but there's some real brilliance and some real in there as well. Oh, Just it was so was lovely much. with um, Homestead and Neelix going off and having that was his best, life of his own and oh. best episode. Yeah, and, and Tuvok actually da- dancing for him as well. I thought that was brilliant. Best episode. Yeah, you've all, you've always made. really liked that bit, haven't you, Si? <laughs> oh, yeah. and it's it's just so sweet. And then yeah. in Star Trek Online, it does follow on from it. You do find out what happens afterwards. And yes, you do. Yeah. It's, yeah. Oh, it's just a fun episode. Just a nice way to end, like, finish off the series. And I, I don't know. It's just it was just nice that it's just kind of. We need someone here. What, who can we call upon? I know, Neelix, you can stay here. 
That's what. Oh, it's just nice. As you say, yeah. I mean, he. I know he's he's very much a love it or hate it character, but I think as you said, Sai. I think it was in our first Room 101 episode that we did. You need, you needed Neelix. You needed a character like that there, didn't you? Mm. In the series, but whether you liked him or not, he was a needed. He was a necessary character. You needed that, a kind of one who who who, who knew the Delta Quadrant, but the one who who was the most optimistic one out of the lot, probably. He's probably the most optimistic character in the entire franchise. Yeah, probably. Actually, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. God, can you imagine, imagine putting him in Picard? <laughs> there's a mind fuck for you um, <laughs> can you imagine I don't know whether that would even could that even be a thing but would that even work no you no. couldn't I just I, I, I think I'm going to have a headache off the thought of that <laughs> just Neelix in Picard I'll leave that I'm gonna, that's where that's, you know what that's where I'm going to finish yeah. that's where I'm going to call them I'm drawing the line <laughs> so um where can people find you, Clive? Um, rocking slowly backwards and forwards <laughs> in a corner, shouting Neelix is God um, <laughs> in some corner of the internet somewhere, just weeping over Fairhaven and anything else to do with lizard sex. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, I, you know what? I can't even follow that up myself. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I'm done. Um, when, oh, when, to see a Voyager. Oh yeah. dear. Yeah. Okay. They can find me. No. <laughs> no you know what? I'm just going to leave you there. And 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 just I'll just put a link to my web. Just put a link to my website. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. Well, yeah. You can. We'll, we'll put a link to your to your, to your website, your, your Twitter handle, and your Facebook page as well. Yeah. Yeah. If you anybody wants to offer counselling sessions, please do. <laughs> Um, Jamie, I have been thinking we do need to do that Star Trek therapy episode. I, that just asked. Yeah, done. yeah. We'll get we'll get you on for that one, Clive, if you like. You can just get me. On, you can get me on for anything. I'm always up for a, an hour and a half of just yeah. weeping slowly at a, a computer screen. Um, yeah, it's it's always you know guys, it's, it's it's always a pleasure. And you let me talk too much when you get me on these. Um, I seem to speak for way too much time, and no, it's nobody, well, you know, you, it's, it's, we, part of the reason we have guests on is, is so you guys can have there's no point if you have a guest on there's no point us talking the entire time I know but you should talk I should let you talk some of the time <laughs> maybe no it's good it's, 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 it's always a pleasure I love coming on with you guys and, and I will always come back you know that yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's always great having you on Clive always pleasure. it's great having you on um, so yeah we, we hope you enjoyed listening guys um, and yeah and that, that is all that is all Sorry. No, no, you're fine. You're absolutely fine. So, yeah, but that uh, that ends. That concludes our uh, 25th uh, anniversary celebration of Voyager. Yes, it, anniversary. It was an anniversary. Yes, it, I'm sure. It, it, that's what it says on the title. It really, yeah. honestly, that's the best we're gonna get. Just yeah. Just and I'll <laughs> I'll see you all again for the 25th anniversary of Discovery. So, um, <laughs> uh, we'll see you soon, guys. Bye. See ya. Bye.